Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Daryl Ray and Jamel Muhammad. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, we are going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy Roadcaster Line, where I am joined by a couple of my oldest friends within the MMA community in Kentucky and surrounding states, we have Jamel Muhammad. Jamel, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Kelly? Doing very well. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, and we have, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Daryl fucking Ray. Daryl, how are you? I'm doing fucking excellent. You're looking good. good. You're looking very good, uh, Daryl. Tell our, tell our listeners, I know you're not on social media. You're taking a little bit of a hiatus right now from social media, um, but you've dropped some weight. You're taking your, your health and wellness very seriously right now. Oh, you have to at my age. I'm a dinosaur. I want to live to about 70 looking like. There's a 70-year-old. Okay, so I went hiking with some 87-year-old dudes, and they kept up with me. I'm like, what the fuck? Then there's this lady. Yeah. Then there's this lady. I was at the Red River Gorge. I mean, off trail. They're like sinking their watches to their compasses. And it was crazy. Like up and down. I was lifting them up, like the older women and stuff. But it was like a seven mile hike. And they lasted the whole time. So I'm thinking, I need to be that guy at 87. Well, well, dude, look at your dad. Your dad's looking jacked, man. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's 67. I know, man. And he He's still moves really around. Good. Dude, he used to break bricks in the dust when I was nine. That's how I got fascinated because he was just this little bean pole. But if he was, I mean, that kind of power is devastating. Oh, for sure, man. 
Uh, I miss it though. Chris Curtis fucking disappointed me. He should have won that. Chris uh, Curtis disappointed you. Yeah, I thought that was that was your shot. Like you, you don't you don't lose that fight. But uh, if, if you were him, what would you have done differently, Daryl? You fucking go in for the kill. You either get knocked out or you knock them out. Someone gets finished. You fight to someone's finished. Yeah. Even if it's yourself. You have to right, go. Yeah, yeah. Go out on your shield type of thing. Yeah, I leave my yeah. chin exposed just so I can get your chin. You want to swing at mine, I'm going to swing at you at the exact same time. You know what I mean? You have to just go get it. Mm-hmm. Look at Patty. Oh, Patty the Batty's going to beat Conor McGregor up and retire him for life. Dude, he's looking good, man. Patty's looking good. Well, if he stands there with his chin up, he'll get knocked out. But if I was him, I would just do the exact same thing. Rear naked choke. He'll get it. First round, probably. Mm -hmm. He's a kid, dude. That kid energy. Man, I used to bring him. Yeah, kids don't know quit. (laughs) They don't know it. Yep. That's why I'm all 40. You're you're 40 years old, Daryl? Yeah, 39. Might as well be 40. Okay. Um, Damn. Looking good for 40, though. You are. You're looking good. As we said earlier, before we started recording, Daryl, you showed Jamel and I you're looking good. You're looking nice and cut up. You got your chain on. Our listeners, of Mm -hmm. course, can't see us, uh, but we can all three see each other. Uh, Daryl, you're you're at 170 pounds now. You said you got – I hope you don't mind me – you know, you're a, you're pretty much an open book. You said you got up at one point to two oh nine. What do you credit that yeah. to? How did you drop that weight? Uh, uh, willpower and like intelligence. You gotta now count your calories, and then like it's all math. It's like twelve hundred calories. I see Jamal eating good food right there. So twelve hundred calories a day, you lose like four pounds a week just on just on that. But that's very hard. So I went to sixteen. And then the 14, and then I stayed around 15, 16. I couldn't do 14, so 1,600 a day for me. But it has to be all food for your liver, for your heart, for your kidneys. I'm talking like any, everything that I eat. Well, right now I'm doing this penis experiment, so everything I eat now is for my penis. Could you tell us a little, to, a little bit more about that? Well, man, after that KO picture came out, I was like, damn. So I, I had to do some research. I've done like five hours of research. Three okay. different porn stars. Okay, so. so so before we jump into the details of your research, for those of our listeners who are not familiar, K.O. Butler. Daryl, you live in uh, northern Kentucky or Cincinnati, right? Which one? I could throw a rock and hit the Cincinnati Bridge. Okay, so, so you're technically in Kentucky, Kentucky. but Cincinnati area. K.O. Butler yeah. is a, a, a pro MMA fighter from more... Uh, the northern part uh, of yeah. Ohio, and he's a very nice guy, has a great sense of humor. Uh-huh. I fucking love K.O. Butler. Fucking, me, me too. Yeah, funny as shit. Jamel, you agree also? Oh, I love K.O., man. He's hilarious. <laughs> and, and little did anyone know... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Not only is K.O. Butler fucking funny, but a, a, a picture was floating recently, and he's got quite the large dong. He's back oh, in some massive. serious heat, man. It's massive. Yeah. How do you live with a massive penis? That's the kind of book I need to write for him. It, Jamel, <laughs> what did you say about chaos? You, you agree it's a big one. Uh, he's packing some serious heat down there, man. And it's real. 
That that was a real picture. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, I, I thought it was photoshopped. <laughs> so, Daryl, after, after you saw this photo of Ko Butler and his his giant dick, okay? Yes. You say you did five hours of research. Tell us about that. Well, so you have to go into why and how it, it all begins in the beginning of puberty, and it's hereditary as well. So Ko Butler's got some Kenyan blood in him. Telling you, but uh, good genes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What can I do to be like Ko Butler?" And that's when the dive started. And man, you got to think about how much information you can go through in five hours. It's a ton. Like my brain was hurting, but I had I had to get to the end. So there's a three step process that I've come up with because you got to take. From each third of the porn stars, because these guys are massive. They're writing books. They're out there talking, giving seminars, making a fuck ton of money to tell guys how to get a big dick. I'm like, man, I gotta be one of those guys. You know what I mean? Because you know, I've seen a macro and a micro, and a, you know, I'm writing that medium to well range, and I'm okay with that but for now. Sorry to interrupt, you, yeah. Cheryl. Before we continue, you said you've seen the macro, you've seen the the uh, the micro. Uh, just mm-hmm. so we're familiar with the range, what do you think's the smallest dick you've ever seen? What do you think's the biggest? Well, DJ Smith and Kevin Butler would have to stand next to each other for me to decide that. And then, do you think we can make that happen? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see that happen. That would be and pretty cool. Take that. Yeah, I would, it would I, be cool. I would watch also. Yeah, I mean, I got I look at my dick every day. Seeing another dick, I'm just like, hey, dick. <laughs> okay, so so Ko and DJ are about tied. They're they're about tied in your opinion. What do we realistically think? I mean, what what type of size are we talking about here? Let's just say for Ko's, what's the guess, guys? How long? That's that's twelve or. Ah uh, man, I don't know. I, I I'd say two feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with 12. 12 inches. I'll, okay. I'll take the under if it's 9.7 or 10.11. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm taking the over. On okay. The okay. So then, <laughs> then you said you've also seen the micro. What do you think's the smallest, obviously, adult? <laughs> adult. Okay. No, seriously. Some, some Mexican one time we were doing perks together. And he's like, uh, let me see your dick. And I was like, give me another perk set. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, no, nah, give me a couple more. And then he did. And I was like, I can So I just pulled up my storage. Show him, and he's like, no, I want to see more. I was like, give me another perk set. And he did. So I showed him the whole day. And then uh, I was like, now nah, let me see yours. He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, no, nah, but I got Prince Albert. And I was like, well, fuck, I definitely got to see this now. And then like, he, he showed me. And uh, it was the smallest thing I've ever seen. It was definitely a micro. It was probably like an inch big. But it was like a huge inch, though. Like. Very thick. Yeah, like a three like, finger. Like on the high side of an inch. Yeah, it was like, take your three fingers, like your middle, I mean, your index middle, like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how big, like, that's that's his pants right there. Okay. But with a, with a big old fat apple head and a big old fucking earring sticking out of it. Okay, so I appreciate but, the, the details there. I did not mean to interrupt you. That's the range we're working with. Continue with your research if you could. Okay, so... Micros and macros are like 3.5, 4.5, and then the medium to big is uh, 5.6 to 
7.6. You know, I would give it that range for if you're in 5.6, 7.6, you're doing good because that the depth of a woman's vagina is only 4.5 inches. That's why they can still get off with a macro. That's why they'll choose a 4.5 over a 7. Most women will do that because I've known a ton of strippers that would never let a big dick in them. Wow, that's, like, that, that's an interesting point right there. I didn't know that, that women – the, the, the common – you know, conception is the common uh, conventional wisdom says women always prefer the bigger dick. Daryl, you're saying that's not always the case. No, I've lost a few to just mine, and I'm like, if anybody's bigger than me, God damn, I feel sorry for them because I'm a fitted hat. I fit every. I, I can fit that fucking seven foot girl down to a fucking midget. So, and you know, what I mean, I'm losing them because of my size and everything. Like these dudes are screwed. <laughs> You know, okay, I've got a question, Daryl. So, what inspires you to go on this um, this enlargement journey? Um, you know, if here's what you it say is. that going too big doesn't help with the women. You know, they got big mouths, so women That's have fair. big mouths. That's fair. And they brought it, so I'm trying to fill it before they can run it. You know, hear me? Good point. Yeah, got her. Here, take this. Choke on it. Okay. I don't know. I got. <laughs> I said okay. Well, I mean, I, I want to make sure we stay on Daryl because Daryl. I saw some notes, right, Jamel? Daryl's Daryl's done some legitimate research. I don't want to. I don't want to cut that short, right? Oh no, yeah, dude, no, 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 definitely, man. Actually, I, I took some inspiration in his research. I'm eating some tuna right now, and uh, I see that. I, this helps boost your testosterone. Yeah, it sure does. And then the banana. You gotta have the banana. Makes your wiener bigger. So did yes, I see it does nuts yeah. on there too? Nuts. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, nuts. Were I had some nuts earlier. Okay, cashews. You gotta eat cashews because here's why <laughs> that I here's the reason. This is the whole reason why the the foods in the groups because you get the highest like MGs of that, what you need that comes out of that cashew compared to a, a roasted nut or just a fucking regular other, any other nut and pumpkin seeds. I just, I can't eat them. So cashews or pumpkin seeds, they're the, they gave you the most fucking, if you can eat a pumpkin, just eat them both at the same time. And is that, what, is that what you ate, Kelly? Cashews or pumpkin <laughs> No, I, I actually had uh, unshelled pistachios earlier. I'll have to make sure I get cashews. Yeah. Okay, well, see, it's a muscle, right? So in ancient Roman times, this is this is a remedy they used to use. So the, the first the first heading is ancient Roman, and then the rest of it is from producers telling porn stars how to make their dick bigger because there has been secrets leaked from Kenyan from doctors and biologists because everybody is trying to fix the micro penis, macro penis, because they feel inept. So they, it's like this whole backstory of like this doctor being inept and his wife like threatening to leave him or something like that. So he went to Kenya and he grew his dick to be like 10 inches before he left. Wow. Um, this well, is, this, they, uh, oh, I'm sorry. See, the, the Kenyans, they uh, extract plants, minerals from the ground stuff, then they dig holes, make this like liquid, and they bury it for like 24 hours, dig it up, drink it, dance around and then they repeat that every fucking day every day and then everyone there has got massive fucking 
like Caleb Butler dogs. Not just one person out of the group, the whole group, the whole tribe has to fucking. There's something with that. There's got to be something going on there. So my research is all based on giving you testosterone. Everything that you take, all the supplements you have to take, because three of the supplements are like 40 bucks a piece, but you got to have them because they go straight to your dick. Because um, they open the blood flow and it builds skin. So you're going to be building more skin, more blood flow. It'll be pumping through, and you're going to feel fucking great. You're going to feel phenomenal. You're going to be wanting to go to the gym. So that's going to boost your testosterone, which is... And then, as all this metamorphosis is happening inside your body, you have to do the dick exercises. You have to do the Kegels. That's big, because think about it. If you're flexing your dick, why it's getting the juice and the fertility and the semen, you know, and the testosterone as you're, you know... Put it, you know, get it hard, put a towel on it or a shirt and just start flexing. So for for flex the listeners more. out there that maybe don't understand, like, what, what exactly is a Kegel? Could you describe that to them, Daryl? It's like get your dick hard and then make a dance without touching it. And you, you know what I mean? It's like stopping yourself from peeing or something like that. Make a dance. <laughs> <laughs> just wiggle, yeah, just wiggle it around as much as you can without touching it with your hands, you mean? Yes. Yes, try to go, I mean, use your brain power, just do the best you can, but you also want to hang shirts from it and do it like that. I tried that. It's hard, but, man, it feels strong. Can you hang shirts from it? Yeah, I can. That's I'll take a, I'll take a picture. <laughs> but I ain't, I ain't up to a towel yet. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a good goal, something to work up to. Yeah, see what I mean? I got, I got to make up for it somehow. Daryl, you mentioned oh, no. Kenya. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you mentioned Kenya, okay? And what that brought to mind is there's those charts, okay? And they show in the charts which countries on average have the smallest dicks all the way up to the biggest of the dicks. Have you, Jamel, you and Daryl, have you you guys seen these types of charts? I've I've seen it before, yeah. We've all seen it. I think Kenya is near the top. Is that kind of what what people accept as being uh, generally the case, Daryl? Yes. Oh, yes. That is a known fact that Kenyans are the biggest on the planet. But, I mean, we can separate the Kenyans, I mean, because that's not even fair. I mean, they're drinking super juice every day, which I'm trying to recreate through. Well, see, I want their, like, I got some of their stuff because uh, some of the stuff that's in there that you have to order from Amazon or from the uh, mineral stores or whatever is from Africa. So it's like, from that, from from the same soil, so we're getting some of that in us too. So if you follow that chart to a T every day, God only knows how big your penis is gonna get. I'm taking two inches girth and length. That's what I'm taking. That's I mean, like I'm starting mine in about two weeks because I want to get all my stuff. That way, I don't, I, I, I'm not falling off of anything because you gotta have it all. You know what I mean? You're going to start your, yeah. your, your treatment of the diet necessary to grow your penis. You're going to start it in two weeks? Yeah, the experiment. I'm going to start the experiment in two weeks, so I'm going to run it for 90 days. I'm going to measure placid and erect, and then uh, girth, of course, everything. And then, I mean, you like circle girth. Like, I'll do all the, me- I'll do all the measurements, and then we'll, we'll see what happens in 90 days, and we'll remeasure. What, what's the most commonly accepted way to measure the, the penis? Of course, erect length is number one. But other than that, how do you measure? How do you actually measure like girth? Um, the, you can use the rope method, like because 
most of the time your whole penis isn't the same girth. So you take the the rope and you just like place it here and you just like circle it all the way up and then you kind of just like hit your little marks, you know, and you'll be able to tell. So like, but if you just want the base, like the biggest part of it, you just just like a rope, like if you're measuring your bicep. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So I'll yeah. So like I'm saying, I'll I'll be doing the circle up and then the rope up and then I'll be doing the length. So when you said that you could add, like, you said that potentially at, like, two inches, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it for 90 days, it could definitely add two inches. So now that guy with the micro that you were talking about, the one-incher, do you think that he could potentially add two inches and triple in size within 90 days? Wow, good question. I'd say if he keeps doing it for us his life, it'll just keep growing. God only knows how big it could really get, but I don't need them. If I put two inches on this thing, that's that's scary enough. I just, I mean, that could really change that guy's life. Well, it changes. Uh, see, I like to, like when I train people and stuff like that. That's why I don't charge them because, like, when I see them grow, I see it. Like, it does something inside me. It changes me. It's like this whole like spiritual thing, but. Like, yeah, but that's where confidence comes from. Testosterone comes from, you know, just human growth in general. But, yeah, back to the dick. Like, I can't wait to see if this works because this is going to be crazy because this one isn't like any other one on the market or I wouldn't be able to make it. So, if it works. We'll see what happens. Do you know, do you know anyone from Kenya or how did you first hear about this? <clears throat> just research. Tons of it different different ways to look into it because google's weird you know you gotta play with algorithms to get like go down the rabbit holes like i used to back in like 2008 when i was chasing the three suns in the sky oh i i got all my pictures and videos back from the cloud i broke my phone and um all those videos and pictures i took of those suns and everything are back in my phone somehow i don't know I got a new phone and it like re-downloaded my cloud and it was like I, saw, I got our pictures at the bar back together and so I was like going through I was like God damn <laughs> oh you got you you ended up getting the picture to the three sons back yeah and the videos oh, all the that's yeah, awesome you have to post all. those man oh no no oh, wait. you're off <laughs> social media aren't you yeah yeah how's that been I've just been chasing money I got work. Oh, I work a lot right now. Where but do you Where do you work? I went to a small cleaning business. Um, it generates like two million a year. There's uh, three people in charge. I'm second in charge now, so I'm making pretty good money doing that. But I have to work a lot right now. But what we're trying to do is staff staff it. That way, I can get us more warehouses. Potentially, I can be a millionaire soon if everything goes right five-year, ten-year plan on that, but that's just one thing that I can do. You know what I mean? I can touch stuff, and it just turns crazy. I mean, I just touch the Bengals, you know what I mean? So That's true. That's true. The The Bengals have st- historically always been awful. The year that Daryl's there, yeah. that's supposed to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I met all those guys. I was feeding them stuff. Like I talked to McPherson every day. That kid was so cool. Y'all love that kid, dude. I mean, he's quiet and dorky and everything, but still can kick a football. <laughs> he makes some money. I'm you know, like, I don't hate it. But he never let it get to his head, dude. I don't know. He's just, 
He was pretty cool. Darryl. Of course, like if you're like, sorry, but you you didn't. All right, that's a whole other story. Go ahead, guys. No, you're good. You're good, actually. Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, like, like yeah, he got in trouble on social media for acting stupid after he won a fucking game. Like, I'd like to slap whoever even considers that. I mean, you're hyped. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, so you're saying McPherson, McPherson's a good guy. You, you, he was a little dorky, but good guy. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The dude that literally had a glow around him, like I could see it somehow. I don't know. It was weird, man. Weird. Did you think many? And I apologize if I asked you this before when we did an episode about the Bengals before. But what percent of players on the Bengals? roster or any given NFL team in your experience about what percent of them can actually like throw a punch and fight a little bit you think or do you even know? Uh, do you even know all I know is uh somehow somebody got interested in me probably female looked me up looks likely yeah looked me up next thing you know I come to work the next day and everyone's like you're a fighter? I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then the security guards found out, and then that's when the head of security found out for the Bengals, and he flies out three days ahead to get everything ready for him. Found out, and then they were talking to me about working for him. And then that's when the team manager was there, and then he was so impressed with my videos because they were watching my videos. I don't even know how all this became a thing. And then the team chef showed up and got super jealous. And then that's when I started having problems with him. But then, you know, I gradually he came to my side because he just, I'm beautiful in my aura. Like, he was just some little fucking Jeff Ruby chef, little bitch boy. Like, I could just punt like a football. So I eventually looked at him and told him I was going to put him in a garbage can and roll him down the staircase. And then he kind of quit. <laughs> And then the team manager of the Bengals would come in and act like he was like putting him in the garbage cans. Shit, I tell you, I made some friends in that place, man. Oh shit! But uh, let's get back to it. so everybody finds out. So now some players are finding out. So there was two players that did MMA, but they were uh, second. They were second string players, both defensive end, uh, defensive end and linebacker. And then they would come up and talk to me every day after that, try to give me high fives and, like, you know, bro, bro hugs and stuff like that. So I did that. That was cool. I'd feed them extra and stuff like that, give them a little extra. But so as time went on and people, more people found out players-wise, no, not, not a chance, man. They know football. That's it. I mean, anyone can throw a punch, but percentage – of NFL teams that have fighters is is uh it's under one percent. Yeah, but they're good athletes, so like you could probably teach them to fight. Pretty yeah, easy. well, well, see, yes, well, see, here's the thing, and and this is how I got. I mean, I lost thirty, what shit, almost thirty nine pounds, and five, it's been five months, two weeks, and like two or three days. That's how I almost lost 40 pounds in that time frame. That's awesome. That's quick. That's fucking That awesome. is like. That is fast. That's lightning fast, for real. That's like fight camp fast. And I took a break on training so I could focus more on working. So, yeah, that answer your question. Yeah, under 1%. It, yeah, it has to be under 1% because there was only two of them in the Bengals. 
Mm. Okay. Um, since we've last spoke with you, Daryl, or since, yeah, I think actually Jamel, you and I and Avery did an episode not too long ago. Uh, yeah. But since then, I think I've done an episode with you, Daryl, that I, I got some real good feedback on. We actually jumped into, in that episode, a few more political topics than we had in the past. Um, of course, recently, there's a lot going on over the past, what, two and a half uh, years, of course, with the um, pandemic or whatever you want to call it situation. We've had a chaotic couple years. But beyond that... Um, one, one uh, polarizing topic has been the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I assume you're familiar with it. What are your thoughts on the abortion debate most recently? So, if I'm cooking a pancake, and it's about to be done, so I'm about to flip it, but then I throw it into trash, that pancake was eventually going to be finished so I could eat it. So, no matter what, I threw a pancake away. So, that's my thoughts on that. So, what about very early term, early term, like first first trimester abortions type thing? You know what I mean? Like, like I think a lot of people, if we really had more of a specific conversation, does that make sense? Some people are pro-life or they're pro-choice. But really, I, I what what I think is most relevant is what should this, if there's a law, what should it be? What about a first term, first term abortion? Okay, well, see, the, well, see, you have to believe in all that first. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what you're believing in, even first term is first term. The moment you find out you're pregnant, it's, it's, it's the same as the pancake analogy. You're throwing it away. You know one day it's going to be a baby. So at, you know what I mean? Okay. So no matter what. You are, so it's safe to say you're completely pro-life. Uh, no, no. I mean, if that's your choice, that's your choice. I oh, would never okay. tell you not to do that. Okay. So I would never mandate anything for the human race for any reason other than the Ten Commandments seem to be pretty spot on if, if you have any kind of soul in your body. So I think the Ten Commandments should just be law, period, and that's it. Did you grow up in the Christ- we- Christian church, Daryl? Uh, no, but when I read the Ten Commandments, I, I like what it says, you know what I mean? So, don't kill anyone. I, well, yeah, don't kill anyone. I don't have no reason to kill you. You should have no reason to kill me. We should be building together. We should be trying to thrive together. Why kill each other when we can help each other mastermind a civilization where we're all thriving and success? But, I don't. Daryl, you would call yourself a Christian, Daryl? No, I believe in Matrix 100%. 100%. This is all a simulation. It's a good one, too, because there's probably so many more of us doing the exact same thing somewhere else. It has to be because the universe, like the stars and everything, it's just impossible. It's impossible for this to be real, bro. It's real for... Man, see, that's another thought, too. Like, who's running the simulation? Is it real for them? Are they getting around? Like, it can just be billions of simulations going on at one time. It's impossible for this to be real, man. Okay. Uh, Jamel, do you do you describe yourself as a Muslim? Um, you know, I feel like I, I'm kinda like what Daryl, you know, as far as 
you know, baseball's like Ten Commandments type thing. I wouldn't say that I'm like a super, super religious person or anything like that. But, but yeah, you know, just kind of like Daryl said, you know, basic, basic Ten Commandments type thing, you know, good rules to live by. Interesting. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm super religious. Okay. But you, you were raised Muslim. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the the Muslim, the Muslim though. Uh, what's that book called? Jamal, I don't want to trash the name of the book. Uh, the Quran. Yes, the Quran. I mean, that's a very interesting. I've studied religion religiously at one point, like all the archangels and everything, and the demons and the devils. I was going to have murals painted all over me because I'm just fascinated with the stories because the Romans had their own stories. You know, Asia, like just, I don't want to just Asia had its own. I mean, Africa has its own. It's like, why is all these, and all these things that are being found and have been found, I mean, how can you believe in religion? It's impossible. There's, you know what I mean? There's something greater than religion. But if you take religion and faith and belief, and you just, that's all anybody needs to ask. Do you believe? Just say, yeah, I believe. You know what I mean? Because I do believe in all those stories. I just think, like, whatever created us and created them is, you know, we're all still together. It just ain't time. When they say the second coming, third coming, shit could be the fiftieth millionth coming of these people or beings or whatever. So that's where I'm at with that. Daryl, the stories come from something. The stories come from something. Daryl, you've had uh, a hiatus, as as we mentioned earlier, from social media. Uh, I assume that is has coincided with your weight loss journey. Um, can you describe why it is you, you, you've taken this hiatus and will there be a triumphant return sometime soon? Well, Facebook just keeps canceling me and I keep, I keep fucking messing up. So it's like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like even like a baby trigger word and I'm like, ah, I can't help it sometimes. You know, they make it so easy too. It's like, God, they make it so easy. It's just funny to me. They don't even get it. Like, uh, but, uh, the hiatus is, uh, well, like I said, I've just been focused, you know, you gotta be focused. And then, uh, as for Facebook and stuff like that, I mean, it's just those algorithms and those bots every day. Just, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Yeah. I, I have yeah. nine, nine, actually, I think it's eight days left on a current Facebook suspension for my Kelly, <laughs> for my Kelly Patrick, uh, um, Facebook account right now. I have the Patrick Kelly account, which I can still get on, which is cool. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I don't have that many friends or anything on there. You constantly get into a situation where you're constantly after recreating, recreate your profile. You're getting new, you know, adding people that you haven't talked to in years, stuff like that. Daryl, you've experienced that. Oh, like 10 times. Uh, I got rid of all my Facebooks besides, like, I think there's two that I can't remember because I can't, I can't remember them to delete them. So. How many Facebook accounts do you think you've ever had? I think it's been like 10 or 7. I would take the, I would take the high on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's from, fuck, I mean, when MySpace came out, you know, I had one of those. I had a gamer tag at one time when I was uh, like 18, 19. Damn, gamer tag. That's crazy to think about. So that's when it was all starting to come up. And now look at it. It's crazy what happened 10 years. I mean, look at us right now on Zoom and shit. 
Shit's crazy. That's cool. Techn- yeah, and this is high quality audio and everything. You know, we can all see each other. Uh, technology. I, I, when someone says that they wish they wishes they were alive, you know, in the eighteen hundreds or something like that, I'm I'm always thinking like, what the fuck, man? What? I disagree. I think we've got it pretty good right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, the government failed to control us all that much. That we were starting to get a little too antsy on them, so they backed off with the COVID. Now they're trying to scare with the monkeypox. So that's a monkeypox coming near you. We'll probably all end up getting that shit. Do you, what are your thoughts uh, on, on? well, if you had to summarize, I would group com- monkeypox and COVID kind of together in a way. But if you had to summarize the past couple of years, what would you say it is that has happened? Well, <clears throat> what they're doing is they're, uh, they're managing the, like, the COVID. They didn't expect so many people to die from COVID. That's, that's my first opinion. I think that was an accident. So now they're like, let's scare them with something that just is fucking excruciating, painful, and disgusting looking. <laughs> so now that's coming. <laughs> Here, wait one moment. The audio is frozen up there just a little bit, and I think we lost yes. Jamel. Right. You know what I mean? They're eventually going to come after us completely. Here, Daryl, for some reason, for some reason, your audio. Can you hear me, Daryl? Just if you believe. Daryl. Yeah, can you hear me? Um, you're kind of off and on now. Audio's a little fucked up, We're, and I think we also lost... Oh, Jamel's back. Let me add him. Something happened. Maybe it was Jamel leaving and coming back. I can I can edit the, that part out. The audio is what's most important to this. Um, so once once we get Jamel back on here, we'll continue. Sorry, my, my, my phone overheated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Um, yeah, we're good. So what, let me think. What were we jumping into when we lost Jamel? Darrell, what were we talking about? We were talking about why they're trying to get us with monkeypox now. And Okay, yes. So let's continue with that. Uh, Daryl, you were describing what has happened over the past couple of years through this pandemic. Um, and that takes us all the way up to current day that does involve stuff like monkeypox, right? You know, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Well, yeah, see... The Democrats are so scared to lose power, it's unbelievable. And with that, you're talking about billionaires losing power to control the industry. I mean, that's how crazy it is. So you got two two trillionaires in the United States going at it every four years, which is probably good for whatever reason. Do you think it's that, a good distraction? Okay. Do you think the Democratic Party is more corrupt than the Republican Party? Uh, I would say they're equally corrupt. Okay. You know, because there's Republicans in the Democratic Party and there's Democrats in the Republican Party spying and doing all that. So they're both very corrupt, man. Because George Bush uh, got that electoral thing turned over in Florida and got the presidency over that Democrat. So, see what I mean? Al Gore. Al Gore, yeah, they're very, uh, they're, they're, they're good at what they do. And, you know, I don't even hate it. How are you going to hate them for doing what they're doing and what they were born into? I don't hate them that they're politicians and they're fucking up the world. That's all known. But I'm fucking drowning a little bit from it. <laughs> has, has it impacted you? Not financially, but, like, it, it impacts your, like, you can't do what you used to be able to do. So I guess, yeah, it has impacted me, but not for my well-being or anything like that. But for fun, it has. I've been to the casino in a while. 
I, I love that shit. So it's taken at least 400, four to 600 every two weeks from me to blow. And that's painful. Four to 600 every two weeks from you. How, 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 how has it taken that from you? Well, with my paychecks, I can't, I can't just blow that for fun. Oh, you so your pay I mean? has went down just a little bit. You don't have the extra money for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You look back but on your, okay. your. You look back on your working career, Daryl. When have you really been in the zone? Kind of had your most successful years. I don't know that that's just income, but like shit you can do, and kind of had the ball really rolling. What have been the highlights of your working career thus far? Uh, I say when I hi- when I got hired in, I was like 22 as a campus safety officer for Thomas More College, and I. Uh, I worked there for like five years, saved up all my money, and then I opened up my first MMA jam on Stevenson in Ellesmere, Kentucky. So that was my highlight, and then that's when I got married to that millionaire, and then that's when I fell in love with the baby mama, and then that's when I had to start working again. So now we'll just start from now. I'd say the Bengals was really cool, but I couldn't see myself doing it forever. Even as the top chef there, just making like close to 200K a year running that whole department, just it didn't seem appealing to me. So I came to this small business now, and this one's not so bad. There's millions in it, you know, because you got to think every like a big warehouse, and we're talking three shifts a day, I could get 40, 50,000 from them a month, right? So if I'm charging them thirty dollars an hour and I'm only paying you fifteen hours to work for me, and then I got sixteen of you, that now I got sixteen people feeding me fifteen dollars an hour while I'm sleeping or fishing or doing whatever I'm doing. Is this new? Is this new cleaning industry that you you've gotten into lately? Is this kind of like a chain type thing where you're going to possibly open up your own? I don't know if it's called franchise or something like that. But is is that the type deal it is? No, 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 no. Uh, so the owner's really cool. I, I might I might partner with him, but that's it. I'm going to partner with him and let him grow the business and let him deal with everything, but I'll partner with him. And, like, I could take, like, four buildings, six buildings, and make sure they're okay. That way I could still try. To, I'm, I'm opening up a strip club chain here soon. That's my end goal. Why, so, why, why always in and out of the strip club industry for you? How did that come about? I uh, became a bouncer because I just wanted some quick cash, and then I found out how much money there was in a strip club. And when I was making $600 a day, I mean, God. But, I mean, if I was the owner, I'd be making way more than that. So I want to open like two or three of them. I think that's manageable for me and to partner with him. So that's 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 where I'm going right now. Stacking to open. And I'm going to take a partner on to help me with the the strip clubs. And then I'll be set free finally from having to fucking work for the man, like feel like you're working for the man. So that's that's it right there. That's it in a nutshell. I want sustained money. And once your money starts to accumulate, that's when you buy stocks and bonds you buy low and lose money at first and then once it hits where it even once was at or goes surpasses that 
you're going to triple to quadruple the money that you even lost in the first place. That's why you don't want to buy stocks that are high right now that, that are soaring. You want the ones that are, are staying steady and dipping, and then they're just going to skyrocket when that one drops. And that's how you that's how you work the market. But you don't have to take my word for it. But that's how I work the market, or okay. will be working the market. Daryl, have you been training much lately? Uh, no, no, just staying on a steady diet, staying working, chasing. I'm chasing to be at like 200,000 a year right now. So to do that, I got to stay completely focused on like my health and everything. I told you social media has just pissed me off. Like I, I got a middle finger up to Facebook right now and all social media. I have zero social media other than what we're doing right now. Yeah, I guess. Jamel, this is a form of social media in a way, I guess. People will listen to this through Spotify. And What's that? I was saying this is a form of, of me. It, this is media. Social it's media. media. Yeah, yeah. so Daryl's not completely off the radar. Jamel, what, what has been your um, take as to what the attitude has been around the Kelly Patrick Show Facebook group ever since Daryl's taken his hiatus? Man, um, I, I feel like it's gone off the rails a little bit, you know. Um, now, yeah, I, I, I feel like that Daryl, when Daryl's in the Facebook group, it kind of keeps things in order a little bit. What do you think, Kelly? I, I, what I've noticed most recently is random people that, you know, because Daryl takes, always have, Daryl, you always have. You'll take a break for a few months or something like that, and then you come storming back. And we get a solid, you know, I don't know, maybe six months of Daryl Ray action. Yeah. And then you always do kind of take yeah. a little break. Um, so the people who are newer to the Kelly Patrick Show group, <laughs> a couple of them, you know, would occasionally get on there and kind of butt heads with Daryl. <laughs> Daryl will con comment something wild. Someone will get on there and try to puff up to him. Daryl? What's that? Hey, it's because my, I, man, my, dude, I can write books on how to slay people, bro. Like when you, when you come at me first, you bury, you bury, what? I will cut you so deep because, you know, the truth hurts, bro. And I, I'll dig just, just enough to get the truth I need. And then like, I, I'm ambidextrous, man. I work both sides of my brain and shit. Dude, like, I'm going to cut you and I'm going to cut you good. And I have cut people. So that's where that comes from. They, boo, boo, boo. Like, you can't even beat up this dude. Shut up. <laughs> you know I mean? Jamel, uh, what do you think the all-time greatest Daryl Ray moment that we've known of is? I mean, obviously, we have to say it, it's hard to put one moment, but obviously the whole build-up to the Daryl and uh, Damian Miller fight, I think it has to be kind of – Probably peak Daryl Ray moment, I would think. Overall, that that, that oh, the, yeah. whole, the whole build up to it. It was so much fun too. It was. I loved getting clipped, man. I, you don't get clipped much. I loved it. I I thought it was excellent. I was so thrilled that it happened. <laughs> I think historically, uh, your performance against uh, Brad Barron. Although, you know, at, oh yeah, at the time, yeah, as far as performance was, yeah, 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 yeah. But but at the time, I don't just the production of the video too, because Daryl, I know you have other big wins out there that are just not available on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's either I want to fucking beat the fuck out of you, or I don't, or I love you, and I'm I'm doing this for you, even though 
it still makes me even better. You know what I mean? Like what Damien do with all that? He didn't do nothing with it, nothing. So that's that's I gave him everything, dude. He took nothing. Will Owens, I he just his fire backed out, and mine didn't show up from Cincinnati. So I was like, fuck it. It ain't like I was trying to go out there and beat up someone that I liked. I I knew he wanted to win. I could see it in his eyes across the cage, and I was just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's always another fight out there, you know what I mean? So I didn't take those two seriously whatsoever, but I still like to perform for you guys and the fans. I mean, my walkouts were fucking historical compared to everybody. And you're and you're still thriving. People are still talking about you, man. Yeah, I mean, if you can't learn to lose, you'll never learn to win long term. Yeah. 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 So I don't really care to lose or win. You know what I mean? Kelly, what would you say is the greatest Daryl Ray moment? Hmm. Depends on through what lens we're going to say, but I, I, I wasn't even there. But when, when he showed up to the weigh-ins. What's where, that? Show, showed up to the weigh-ins wearing the, what was it, a rooster outfit? Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Is that what it was? Yeah. Daryl, what was it? Yeah. That was a chick. Yeah, it's chicken rooster, whatever. It's okay. a, a whole body suit. You know, it's the cock of the walk. You know what I mean? And they, they were just so blown away by it, dude. They, that they, makes its way on the. That makes its way on the Thanksgiving cards every year, man. <laughs> that's a good one, dude. That's a good one. They, I'm telling you, they weren't ready for it. They were not ready for it. Uh, it was great, though. I, I wasn't yeah, there, was like good. I said, but I've talked to multiple people. So so give us a, a rundown on what happened with that, Daryl. Were you drinking at the time? Did you get into it with someone while wearing, wearing the, the chicken outfit? What happened that day? Yeah, so this little dude fighting my little dude was like, you're lucky I'm fighting you. And I was sitting there thinking, like, nobody else would fight you, and you should be glad we're here. And he said, I said, I'll take you outside right now, little dude. You know what I mean? Like, What's a little dude's name? I don't remember nobody really, dude. I'd have to be seeing him and stuff like that. It's just, I mean, where's he at right now? I, he's nowhere. He's nothing. Just like, dude, no offense, but all these MMA guys that talk crap to me, they fall off. They just, where are you at? They just keep fucking falling off year by year, day by day. They're falling off. It's like the only thing that keeps them relevant is when they speak my name. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've stopped for years and my my history and legendariness is built on actual fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've trained all these people. All these people beat all these people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the story. You don't even have the stories from the, the casino at Belterra in Indiana. I went up there, gosh, shit, 50 times with um, MMA Big Show. Imitation cage fighting at the U.S. Bank Arena. We were there. I mean, Longworth Hall, Turf Wars. I mean, before even any of those were big, Kentucky Fighting Challenge, I was going to them. You see what I'm saying? Look that shit up. That's that's the beginning of Kentucky. I was fighting before Todd Neal was even in fucking a, a commissioner shirt. <laughs> I seen him at, the, at his very first show. Dude, I'm telling you, like, trust me. You, you underestimate me if I'm trying to hurt you. It's, it's going to be it's the worst mistake of your life. <laughs> and also, like, Daryl, don't you have, like, haven't you coached, like, 
three of like the top five quickest finishes in Kentucky MMA history or something like that. That's a fact. I think, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, screen screen them facts. I love facts. (laughs) I love facts, Daryl, what's the summary yeah, but, uh, of, the, of those three finishes? I think one was Neil Mullins, one was Whipful. Um, who who am I leaving off? Neil Mullins, the, the Giants, yeah. the Giant Slayer, Justin Bergun. Oh shit! I was there for that shit. I was there. Yeah, yeah he, he knocked out the big, the real big guy. I think right. Oh yeah! Boom! You know, I used to be able, I used to be able, me and him, we'd have some rounds together, me and Bergon. It was fun. Is it did, just to be able to compete? Who was it he knocked out? Was it Fugate or something like that? Yeah, Fugate, yeah. He come running in and got sidestepped and right handed. I mean, that's exactly what Whiffle did to um Stargell. Perry Stargell. I teach that. It's called a fucking uh, <laughs> Oh man, never mind. But yeah, that's what happened. What what what, what was it called, Daryl? Uh, well, you have to wait till I'm training you. Okay. <laughs> is it a is it an offensive offensive uh, term? Oh God, no, okay. no, it's just stylistic wording for oh, like you know you're st- so it wouldn't make sense for you to tell everybody because it's a, it's something you say to the people you train. Yes. And you're probably like yelling well, at, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I teach you how to do it, and then I tell you the the word trigger for you to do it. Yeah. I wish I could like have a joystick for my fighters, man. That'd be so much fun. Oh my god! Like, what's that? Real Steel? God, that's a great movie. That's a good fucking Hugh, movie. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's that's classic, dude. I, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Now. <laughs> Jamel, have you ever I seen wish that they movie? Come out with another one. What's that? Have you ever seen that movie, Jamel? I have. Yeah, good, great movie. It is. It really is. It's grouped together historically as like a boxing movie. Yes, it is. Which is yep. interesting. You know, that's how I found out about it. I was, I, I like watching old boxing movies, you know, Raging Bull, shit like that. And that showed up on one of the lists. I was like, what the hell? Checked it out. It's pretty cool. Well, what's what's that? What's the, is it the Metaverse fighting now? I'd love to get into that shit. That'd be fun. What What is that? Isn't it the, the I think it's called the Metaverse fighting. Or how did that, that work? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I'll do more research on it next time. We can have it as a talking point. Okay. But I know Khabib Nogamadov is interested in it, and so was somebody else. Did, did you ever see, remember the the, um, the buzz around that rooster guy, uh, Blake Kellogg, the rowdy rooster, recently? Do you remember that, Daryl? Oh, that was funny as shit, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, that was funny, man. That was good stuff. Of course I remember that. Jamel, uh, the Rooster, I believe, a couple weekends ago suffered a, a, a loss. He had a big matchup against Vester Harris. Jamel, you saw that, didn't you? I did, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that, that, the Rooster the rooster took an L there. I think that uh, he lost by Ezekiel Choke. Which isn't real common in MMA. No, no, it's not. It's not. Wasn't there a video floating around of Vester uh, 
choking somebody out on the street or something like that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Daryl, do you know who this Vester guy is? He's a character. I, I really like Vester. Daryl, you know who Vester Harris is? I, I do not. Okay. He's the guy who caught the rooster I, I, and he beat him. Well, Ezekiel choke. I mean, yeah. that's like unheard of. Yeah, and he, he's from Columbus. He lives in Columbus, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, lives in Columbus, Ohio, I think. And he just had a nice win, and he's a character. He, the rooster tried to stay away from the – he wouldn't even – the rooster wouldn't even come on the Kelly Patrick show, which, I mean, don't get me started on that. That bothered me. But Vester would come on, and he would hype up the fight, and he was a lot of fun, and he got a win, so it was kind of cool to see. Yeah, Ezekiel choke. I mean, that's good pressure with the shoulder and, you know, keeping him down. So – but if the rooster don't know how to get out of Ezekiel choke, I mean, he needs to stop fighting for at least three to six months and go join a jiu-jitsu gym. And I like Gracie jiu-jitsu, period. I don't care. If it ain't Gracie jiu-jitsu, I really don't want to learn it. I love Gracie jiu-jitsu. That's yeah. all. Dude, I've watched probably hundreds of hours of YouTube Gracie jiu-jitsu. I'm literally a YouTube jiu-jitsu guy, and some of the guys that have come and teach me stuff and – they were like not able to teach me anything because I've probably already watched every single jujitsu move without a gi on. Now with a gi, I ain't talking gi. I'm talking no gi. That I've seen every move you could ever think of because I was just obsessed. When you get obsessed, then I used to watch uh, NCAA champion wrestlers wrestle against each other and see like how they drop their form and head snap, arm locks. You know, you could see all that. You could pause all that. You know what I mean? You slow it down, pause it. Dude, I've done so – it's like Tom Brady, how much tape he watches. That's how much I used to watch when I was doing all this MMA stuff. It was incredible how much information's in here. So do you feel like that, that you you learn better, like, visually instead of, like – like you're more of a visual learner than, say, like a physical learner? No, I can do I can do all three. I, you can tell me how to learn. I can watch and learn, and I can do and learn. So if we're doing it all at once, I'm learning at a pace. I'm learning at a fast pace. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's something you could teach me. I can't wait to learn. I, well, I love Heck all yeah, jujitsu, but I love all jujitsu. But I I do love Carlson Gracie jujitsu. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And when, when it comes to striking, I love Muay Thai and blended Wing Chun. Then you blend your Wing Chun down to inside boxing, back to elbow Muay Thai. Then you push off to karate and then start all over. That's, that's yeah. my entire thought process when I fight. Yeah. Like if we're in close, it's straight Muay Thai. It's, I ain't going to throw a punch in close. It's all going to be elbows and palm mm. strikes. And maybe a blade strike. They, I'm telling you, man, like, ah, I don't even see. I just don't beat up people or you'd be able to see it all. I just don't do it. I don't like to do it. I'm like GSP. I, I don't like to hurt people. But I could do it for money. I just didn't really never have to, if that makes sense. Yeah. I do it for fun. I'm a totally different breed of an MMA fighter. I, I was just doing it for fun. Mm. And look what happened. And look what happened. <laughs> this has all happened because I just wanted to go do it for fun. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Daryl, what do you think your legacy will be, let's say, 10, 20 years from now? Who's Daryl Ray? 10, 20 years from now? Uh, 
Legacy wise, probably my strip clubs. <laughs> and that's me being quite honest with you. Again. You're good at, at working in a management capacity in a strip club, and and you're, are you the one who kind of manages the strippers, or what, how's that go? Yeah, he managed all inventory, all money, all books, all strippers. Like, it's there's a lot to it, but it's it's just like running a fucking Bengals kitchen or running this cleaning business. Okay, it's so, all the same principles. So if a woman walks into the strip club while you're the manager. Okay, let's say she's a little fat. Not the fattest girl in the world, but she's fat. And she says, hey, I want to work for you. How does that process go? Okay, if we're talking about that body type, I'll say, here's what we'll do. Well, see, I would have, see, that's that's the thing, though. Like, this is what makes me different. I want to section the strip club off for different parts of the business and the industry because there's male strippers that men need and then there's ugly strippers that these ugly dudes need and then there's the finer guys that turn their nose down to the other two categories and then they want the diamonds and then i would have that i would just have it i would have i would have it all have you ever worked so you'd have like different sections like a fat girl section an ugly girl section and like a like a attractive section type thing and then a male section and then a male section that's pretty yeah. smart and then you would all enter the different doors so you would never even meet so you don't even have to look at the other ones no daryl have you ever worked in a club that had male strippers no but i was trying to talk my boss into it because so many guys were giving me money and just wanted to see a nipple and like whatever i would do and they hand me money i'm like well what the fuck what else can i do for money <laughs> like this is easy <laughs> is there any male strip clubs in cincinnati that you know of i think there's one up in dayton ohio oh okay okay maybe and that's a maybe it's interesting how there's not near oh. as many male strippers strip clubs as there are female that's true, man. That's true. That's why I'm going to be so rich. Yeah, and then, like, the gym still exists down in Covington. I could go in there anytime. I'm about to start training my fat friend. He's fat, super fat. I said, this is going to take a while. How, should... fat, how fat is he? Uh, he probably, he could be 205, and he's probably 325. Oh, okay. About how tall is he? So, Six two maybe. Okay, he's a pretty big guy, regardless. Yeah, so I told him it's probably gonna take about a year, and that's like working it off. That ain't playing. That's working. It off. How much of your your so, your game plan is diet? It's all diet. You can't waver. Can't waver. Yeah, I ain't been able to train in like two and a half months, and I. Still lost 10 pounds. Oh, dude. I That's mean, awesome. Y'all ain't seen me in a while. Let's see here. Let's see what you got there. Fix this. Yeah. You ain't seen me in a while. Damn. Looks like the, the prime time. That's about prime time, Daryl Ray. You When you beat uh, yeah. Baron, what weight were you at? I was at 176. And you're even below that now. Yeah, yeah, I'm 170. You feel good? 
Oh yeah. About to about to go do some floors right now. Make oh. that easy cheddar. Cheddar. You say do floors. You say do floors. Is yeah, that is that cleaning floors? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do floors. Uh yeah. We're doing floors. Well, I do all kinds of stuff, but uh normally I just tell people how to clean. And, uh, but tonight I actually got to go earn my money and do some floors. <laughs> okay. Carpet and uh, tile. We got, well, you know, we do warehouses, so they got carpet, tile. Shit's easy, man. I'll be standing there with a mop, just mopping up the dirt and then emptying a bucket of water for massive amount of money tonight. Okay. Guys, we don't have to end right now, but before we start the process of wrapping things up, quick update on each of you, Jamel, Daryl, uh, uh, you know, what's going on specifically right now? Daryl, I know you said you could go into Dobasutai and train anytime. Does that mean Dobasutai? Of course, I see. I mean, they're still active. Um, but does it, what, what are your plans going forward? And Jamel, update on you and your, uh, your gym owner also, Jamel in Lexington. Update on you and then like any, I don't know, future fight plans, anything. Who would like to go first? Go ahead, Jamal. And I mean, uh, mainly just been focusing on uh, the gym here lately. Uh, my gym, Lexington Academy of Martial Arts. Um, we actually just picked up a, another side there, so we've actually doubled in size here lately. Um, so we picked up, we've got two training mats now, and uh, and we're also working on building up our after school and summer camp. And uh, you know that that's pretty much what I've been focusing on uh, here lately. Any future plans of fighting, Jamel? Maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, we'll see. Like, like I said, right now, I've just basically been focusing on on my business. But, um, but yeah, possibly. You still train jujitsu and shit with those guys? Oh yeah, 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 all the time. Shout out to yeah. some of your training partners in Lexington for jujitsu. Oh man, it just just everybody at Lexington Academy of Martial Arts, um, Georgetown MMA. You know, all those guys. Love it. All right, Daryl, uh, you, more unique to martial arts, combat sports type stuff. Uh, what's your update? Uh, well, I'll probably start hitting mitts here soon. So once I get my mitts looking beautiful again, I'll, I'll start storming back with some, with some video for you. Cause it will look good. What's it up lighter? I can move. Sure. Yeah. What's an update with, uh, coaching staff, everything going on at Dobasutai? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to talk to my dad about that, but, uh, I will eventually take on a couple fighters again. I just, uh, got to find a time for it. Okay. And your brother had, uh, 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 did he have a couple pro boxing matches recently? Yeah, he did good, but I told him he wasn't ready both times and he still did it. I, told, I said, well, I mean, it's easy money. It's easy money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, good stuff. Uh, Jamel, Daryl Ray, guys, I appreciate both of you. Thank you very much for coming on. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Thank you. Later, guys. See ya. See ya. See ya, Daryl. See ya, Jamel. Hey, come on.